This episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast is sponsored by CoinZoom. Stick around and learn more about them later in this episode. To say Ethereum has issues is an understatement. And while Vitalik's little project that could soldiers forth with massive adoption and equally massive uncertainty, other blockchains have surfaced, which fix many of the problems inherent in the current Ethereum code. Today, we welcome Ben Jorgensen of Lattice Network to the show to discuss some of the alternatives and how they are leveraging the power of Ethereum and Constellation to build a better Ethereum. It's the Let's Fix This Shiz, episode number 450 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Greetings, friends, Romans, countrymen, all the rest of you around the world, and welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. I am one half of the blockchain blockheads, Joel Kahn. And I am one of the lords of crypto, Lord Trev. <laughs> Wait, that was, are we still doing that? Are we still, well, you're still a lord. I'm still a lord. I guess we don't got to do that shtick all the time, though. We don't do <clears> the shtick. I this, mean, is, this right here, folks, you know, we say, hey, this is a great episode. You're going to want to tune in. This is a great episode. You're going to want to tune in. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Actually, if you're already tuned in, you're already tuned in, so thanks for tuning you know, in. We're not on the radio. It's not like you actually tune in. You turn on. Thanks for turning us. You turn me on. Tune in. Turn thanks on. Thanks, for turning me on. Drop out. The show brought to you <laughs> by our friends at CoinZoom, a U.S.-based regulated institutional-grade digital currency trading platform striving to bridge the gap between legacy financial exchanges, future stocks, and banking. Why? To make digital assets available to traders around the globe. You can buy. You can sell. You can trade crypto easily on the CoinZoom exchange and spend it seamlessly with the CoinZoom V. Visa debit card. You want $10 in free crypto? They want to give it to you. All you got to do is go to badco.in forward slash coin zoom to register and find that $10 in free crypto in your wallet. Badco.in forward slash coin zoom. Also, before we get to the feature, Coin Analyst is an AI based big data info and analysis platform for all these cryptos and STOs, ICOs. Really helps uh, traders in the, in the crypto space. So it allows you to access a dashboard with monitor. It also monitors and does analysis on sentiment and trends and patterns and signals in real time. You can get a 30-day trial complimentary from Coin Analyst. Oh, you can go check it out at badco.in forward slash Coin Analyst. Excellent. Oh, by the way, you get a, you get a trial. Oh, check this out. You get a discount. I forgot about the discount. If you type in the discount code ASE4WXQR, which you might want to rewind that, you get 20% off. It's also in the show notes, badco.in forward slash 455. Links to all of the things that we talk about can be found there, including that bizarre discount code. But it's a free 30-day trial, so go check it out anyhow. Ms. Travis Wright, I have so many questions around Ethereum. Um, and the rise of these alternative uh, chains 
that have forked Ethereum and are fixing some of these problems. And that's why I think this interview with Ben of Lattice Network is going to be super important. Uh, full disclosure, as we always provide with you, our listeners, because we like and respect you and want to honor you by letting you know when we are working with any company. And uh, Lattice has secured our services as advisors. We really like what we see with them. And um, so this is in some way, shape or form a sponsored interview. Uh, but again, we vet all the projects that we bring on the show. We look at them, we make sure we understand and can support what they're doing. And that's why we hope to bring value to what they're working on uh, via Constellation for the Lattice Network. And so with that full disclosure, let's go to the interview. We love Ethereum, but it is broken AF. It, there's just some serious problems, and it seems like this hope of 2.0 coming is dragging on and on. Meanwhile, with the rise of DeFi, gas fees have gone through the roof, and wanting to send small amounts of crypto or even, you know, uh, exchange an NFT has become ridiculous on Ethereum because of gas fees. And we have with us today a gentleman who claims to have solved the problem and bring about world peace all at the same time. <laughs> Amazing. His name is Ben Jorgensen. He's an American entrepreneur. He's an investor, focuses on emerging technologies and the culinary industry. He is a restaurant owner in the San Francisco Bay Area, but he's also the CEO and co-founder of the Constellation Network and the co-founder of Lattice Exchange. Ben, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Travis. Really appreciate it and great introduction. It's like you've you read my mind or something. Or your bio. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. My LinkedIn. I may have read the bio. I don't know. Um, so, uh, but the first thing I'm most curious about is your background in, in culinary. Like You own a restaurant yeah. there in the Bay. It's a high-end steakhouse, right? It's not a steakhouse. And if the chef heard you say that, he would probably reach across the mic and, and strangle you. Give me that dog food. Uh -oh. I show you dog food. Uh, yeah, exactly. You probably could use it, though. That'd be helpful for Mr. Jokam. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, funny enough, uh, I'm doing the, the podcast actually from the restaurant uh, today. Uh, it's an amazing it's an amazing spot. It's a tasting menu that showcases the versatility of the Wagyu breed. So Wagyu beef from uh, Japan, and we sh uh, show the nuances of, of the animal, full utilization of the animal that you can do so much with every aspect and not just have uh, a, a steak, if you will. Um, so it's a 12-course tasting menu that uh, is it's a brilliant, very new concept in the space that I think Wagyu is starting to become a, a major trend. So uh, yeah, the culinary world is a fascinating world, and there's actually a lot of uh, bridges between uh, creative entrepreneurialism and walking through the, the cadence of a tasting menu. But I'll, I, I'll digress, and that's for another podcast. I'm really hungry now, so now I'd like to just only talk about food. Yeah, so, <laughs> we can do that. I can Travis, relate wanted... everything to food and, yeah. and, uh, and technology. What is Let's the name of it, by the way? It's called Gozu. G-O-Z-U. Oh, they're yeah. going to say Swagoo or something because so you have swag with the Wagyu. It's a kind of meat theorem. <laughs> and, right. Travis, you're so swaggy with your Swagoo. Thank you. You're the Swagooist. Okay. So Ethereum or meat theorem, as we might call it today, 
it is kind of a hot mess right now. It seems like people have been waiting a long time for 2.0. And while waiting, all of these other quote unquote solutions are popping up. From your perspective, what is wrong with Ethereum in its current state? Yeah, well, I think it's it's important to give nod to those that are leading uh, an emerging space, right? Like there's been so much ground that's been covered. Ethereum launched in 2014. You know, the Bitcoin protocol, let's go back to the Bitcoin protocol and that Bitcoin was built on it. But developers really couldn't do anything with the Bitcoin protocol. Uh, but remarkably, they cryptographically secured a timestamp and a transaction hash. And there you have Bitcoin, a decentralized digital currency. And the evolution was Ethereum, where they came out with smart contracts, which was a way to cryptographically secure numeric values and offer developer support. So developers could actually use a protocol. But one of the big issues with Ethereum and smart contracts is there's no quality assurance. So there's no way to really test your, your programming and code before deploying it. And so you think about this, like deploying smart contracts and then sending billions of dollars over a decentralized network is not any sort of meaningful way for developers to get involved. That's why for large part, like it's been a laughing stock for mainstream developers because nobody's going to really build robust applications um, on a, a smart decentralized smart contract that's validated by this network. So this quality assurance and developer uh, support piece is actually one of the kind of essential things that are missing from blockchain protocols from, from mainstream adoption. So now you're starting to see robust use cases evolve into like, you know, non-fungible tokens and DeFi, which is only kind of exacerbating the problem that the underlying base layer protocol is not only built for technical scalability, we're seeing high gas fees, but it's also not for uh, engineering scalability. Engineers cannot integrate a smart contract into existing uh, digital infrastructures and storage. So you know, that, that, that poses some questions because there was, you know, as, as you mentioned with Ethereum, not scalable. We saw what happened with CryptoKitties. It just totally, it just totally bogged down the network, right? That whenever CryptoKitties yeah. hit, bogged down the network. Now with DeFi, bogged down the network. So right. gas fees are so tremendously high. So you have consolation and created the DAG blockchain, which is a very interesting solution. And I think people would be interested, like, how does that work? How does it scale? And why do you think that that's the next level for, you know, blockchain to head? Yeah. So I think it's interesting with Ethereum kind of uh, have, you know, made efforts to do their sharding mechanisms that are uh, disparating uh, data in a different way to make it slightly faster, but it's still extremely slow. So when we think about scalability, we think about it both from an economical perspective, but also a technical perspective. On the technical perspective, we're seeing that it can't grow very large. We, it can't process high transactions. Like we cannot uh, process meaningful data on a blockchain. But on the economical uh, side, you have gas fees programmed into the base layer protocol. So businesses built on top of it are built on variable gas prices that could be front run by, by nodes. Um, so when we thought about Constellation, we took all this into consideration and said, well, it's not only just about the technical scalability and for developers to be able to build robust applications, but it's also about the economic scalability. When you have high transactions built in the base layer, you can't go back and redo the protocol. 
like you're kind of stuck with this this environment. So Constellation came out with a transaction feeless network uh, so that applications could be easily built on top of it. If you wanted to build an application that had transactional fees on it, you could actually add that into it and not have not have it on the base layer protocol. So I think about it like uh, think about it like going to a bank and you want to get a loan and one bank you go to and they say, hey, we got a 5% interest on a loan. And you're like, wow, why is it so high? It's like, well, we have to pay 3% back to the people we, we lend the money to. So then you go across the street and you go to another bank and we go, well, our 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 uh, our more or our loan fee is 1%. And you're like, why is it so different? Well, basically, because we get the money for free. So we're able to offer it at a severe discount. So who are you going to go to? You know, so that's that's kind of what the 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 idea of what Constellation was, was we only we wanted to be able to provide developers with application support so they could integrate blockchain technology, its core functionality around immutability, scalability at the core of any application, but also have the ability to add an economic layer to it. Uh, now, you're you're calling this an alternative to Ethereum. This is not an Ethereum fork, right? No, this is not an Ethereum fork. It is a completely, I would say it's an evolution of the protocols that we see today. So, so there's there's a there's a bunch of others out there that are claiming to evolve like this, right? Chainlink has kind of been on top. Now we're seeing Polkadot. Um, you know, you guys are coming on the the uh, the scene here. What are those guys doing, and how do you see yourself improving on that? Yeah, so Chain, Chainlink is interesting, and they've built an amazing community. Um, we actually built a partnership with them a, a while ago, uh, and Chainlink is really was you could say it's like a 2.0 of Ethereum, where they were saying, "Well, we want to bridge external data sources and call them Oracle oracles, and we're going to put those into smart contracts." And so there is this bridge of going external data and bringing it onto chain, uh, and that was like revolutionary. But at the same time, there's still, once again, going back to why there's issues with Ethereum, there's no way to measure the veracity or the integrity of data that goes into a smart contract. So you're still plugging in data and going, I cross my fingers, I hope it works. However, it was an amazing bridge of going, hey, there's this concept around oracleizing off-chain data. Um, and so what they are doing is, is actually a pretty good segue into where Constellation is kind of a evolution of all of that. Well, we want to measure the veracity of data. We want to know that that what we put into uh, uh, put data on chain actually is what it says it is. Um, and so so that's kind of one angle. And then Polkadot is really kind of uh, a slight evolution of Ethereum where it's more on sharding mechanisms. But that's still not they don't have a live mainnet. Uh, Constellation actually does have a live mainnet with 45 foundational nodes. We're onboarding about 50 more in the next month. And, um, you know, Ethereum has about 35 foundational nodes. So we're already a, a bigger network and we're already processing faster transactions. So so this is interesting. So you built Constellation and, and now you're building applications and, and different things on top of this. And, and other people have access to build on top of Constellation as well, correct? Yeah, we're going to be rolling out developer support in Q1 2021. Um, so yeah, this is one of the interesting, Constellation's been, uh, is a very fascinating project because if you dig into it, there's like layers of, it's like a matrix of layers of data complexity. and It does uh, seem like that. When I was going through this, it's like this, 
Like, there's a lot of stuff going on here. How do you just drill this down to, like, the one-sentence elevator pitch when you're talking about what you guys do? Because you guys do so much. Yeah, I, I think the easy way to think about it is that you have – our approach was that the world is connected by applications, right? right? Data is being created out of our app. Every time we hit a button, like a Facebook application is built up of a myriad of different applications that all interconnect and create data to create this amazing user experience for you. And those that's today's applications. So Constellation wanted to build an infrastructure that could support a Facebook-like uh, experience mm. that collects all that data and transacts all that data. Um, and so our problem or the, the approach that we took was we wanted to make blockchain so easy to integrate across any existing application that you should secure all those applications, those data pipelines, if you will, where data is cr created um, so that you have immutability, you have security in everything that's creating data. Uh, and that's that's the world that we're heading towards right now is data privacy and so many use cases about who's accessing our data. How are they selling it? Is it to benefit a political party? Is it uh, to improve my marketing that I see? We don't really know. Uh, and so the problem set that we set out with Constellation was really to hone in on where big data, the world of data that, that we're, we're seeing today, AI, machine learning, IoT, how do you create a more robust infrastructure around that data? How do you secure it so that we're more accountable to what we're creating? There apparently are those in the military, military that are using Constellation now. Yeah, absolutely. We work very closely uh, with um, U.S. Transcoms. It's one of the largest uh, it is the largest producer of data in the world. They produce about 1.8 terabytes of data every 60 seconds. That number is probably what? antiquated. Damn. It's, it's wild. And How much? Say that again. 1.8 terabytes every 60 seconds. Dang. That yeah. is I, I think we that stat was from like a year ago or so. So that's probably already evolved after that. And, you know, the big thing with the government is that um, – you know, just this year, they've kind of been public and saying, hey, we're redefining our, our data strategy. We've got a lot of data on these like legacy pieces of hardware. We've got uh, amazing pieces of technology that are out in missions. Um, we've got this cloud uh, technology. How do they all interconnect and interoperate? And what is our strategy for organizing data, creating it, sending it and storing it? Um, so we're at the forefront of those conversations and creating a, a standard. Uh, because Constellation, for all in Constellation and in, in our protocol, uh, is really about creating a standard for how we collect and transfer data between different systems. So we're at the core of some rather amazing conversations that will really transform our, our whole global map. And you're using the blockchain uh, tech that you've built, Constellation, and the thing that, you know, really got our attention when we started speaking to you guys offline, you know, we told our audience before that we're working with you for a reason, you got our attention, is you've built the Lattice Exchange on top of Constellation, and yeah. this is like a next generation DeFi solution. So tell us about Lattice. Yeah, so one of the the kind of thought exercises we did as a team, we we sat back and we're like, when when you hear the Air Force, you go, man, that that's like almost too big to comprehend, right? Like we don't what part of the Air Force, 
what agency there's hundreds. by the way out my window in denver i can yeah. see pikes peak in colorado springs where you know the air force academy is oh so, yeah like oh, straight that way in colorado springs uh, amazing stuff coming out of colorado springs wow like fascinating stuff but um so, so what we thought, you know, we, we have all this work going on in the Air Force and we can't really divulge everything um, uh, because it's, it's, you know, kind of secret in, intel. Uh, but and we realized a lot of people couldn't comprehend exactly what you're doing. Right. Like when it's just like so abstract that it's, it's hard to understand. And so when we started looking at the DeFi space, we saw all these solutions pop up. Um, that really we saw as like band-aids on top of Ethereum, right? Like all these different projects represent various nuances that fix or plug little holes uh, on Ethereum. So there's not one kind of all-encompassing solution that solves the DeFi problem. And we thought, well, wouldn't it be just, wouldn't it be amazing if we just showed what we're building without talking all the technical jargon and intimidating people and on the technical side and just go, well, Constellation is going to, our network is built for scalability and speed and security. So how does that apply to the DeFi space? Well, um, that's where we came up with Lattice. Uh, uh, Lattice is an, a company that is an aggregate of the best in class DeFi solutions. So we're aggregating the best of those band-aids out there. And we're saying, wouldn't it be great if it was on a scalable protocol where your transaction fees were basically zero? And uh, we were fixing impermanent uh, loss uh, and we were routing smarter trades that were faster and more sophisticated. Like all of that is supported on the base layer protocol. So we're, when we look at these DeFi solutions out there, people are like, well, we're going to fix that problem. And then that problem, it's like, dude, the base layer protocol is the issue. Like the, there has it, to it's be. It's like Band-Aids. It's like bandages on all yeah. of these problems. Yeah. And so you see a company pop up and they're like, well, we do this part. We do, you know, routing of, of trades and then we're going to do this Uniswap and like all these things kind of pop up and people are like, that's kind of cool. I'm going to try that and that. Why don't you just do a best in class that's more sophisticated? They're the first wave of DeFi was awesome. We found a new use case, but it's the first wave. The second wave is when you bring in the sophistication, the the aggregation of different pieces uh, and we're putting that on a scalable protocol. Now, are, are people going to be able to take their existing projects that are on Ethereum and port them over or yeah, are, are they already interoperable? No, I, absolutely. There, there'll be a couple of approaches that we take. That's a really great question. Um, one is that we hope that people will want to port that over. So you think about all the traders that are operating in these ecosystems and they're paying these variable gas fees that are, you know, you know, upwards of $5,000 per transaction. Um, traders are going to want to create a more predictive revenue model, right? And you can't do that on Ethereum with these variable gas fees and nodes front running. And um, so we're hoping that this will attract these simple kind of value propositions will attract uh, uh, people that see the value in DeFi, but don't want to deal with those variable costs and want to use advanced technology to improve the, their operations, right? Good job on phase one. Now we're all getting used to it, but there's going to be a phase two that gets more sophisticated. The other interesting aspect that you brought up is uh, around interoperability. So Constellation will, by by working on Constellation with Lattice, will be the first interoperable uh, experience in, in DeFi where people staking DAG will be able to 
uh, interoperate into the Ethereum ecosystem. So a lot of our strategy is to really capture uh, the market attention in Ethereum and show the value proposition of, of Constellation. Um, I'll, I, I want to ask this then. I want to ask about this because I think it's interesting because technically Constellation is not a blockchain. It's a directed acyclic graph. It's a DAG, which is why you have the DAG token. And I don't know that I fully understand that. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of our audience doesn't understand that. What does that mean? And what is that differential? Yeah, well, um, I'm gonna, how do I break this down in a very simple way? So a, a DAG is a graph-based database. Um, Ethereum is a synchronous chain. It's not a graph, right? We think of a graph in a completely different way. Um, so Constellation chose a DAG because DAGs are used in big data architecture. So when you go to a LinkedIn or a Twitter, they use DAGs to organize big data so that it can be queried. What that means is they okay. organize data so that they can process and provide recommendations. So what we did is we took an existing architecture that's commonly used in big data architectures and we applied it in a decentralized way so that we could process big data in a decentralized way. Does that does that help? Does that make sense? That does. And then people can and so you mentioned that people have nodes so they stake DAG and so that's how the network grows is people can stake DAG and that just expands your network. Yeah, so people actually earn uh, validator rewards on our network right now in, in DAG for maintaining the decentralized network. Uh, and then we built, you know, for every decentralized network, the other major component is having a consensus model, right? Consensus creates that security and organization of the network for optimization. So we actually wrote our own consensus model built on reputation to provide a randomized uh, effect of the organization of the network. All these kind of components create that speed scalability uh, that we kind of talk about. You know, one of the things that we were talking about with the team that really got our attention is you guys put out a piece of news here recently about working with uh, GSR. It, that is, they're, they're a market maker, you know, to my knowledge, but I'm pretty sure these are the same guys that were involved with XRP, right? Uh, well, Joe, I can't, I can't really go into that. I'm under strict NDAs, but. Okay, so you can go do your own research, folks, like you should sure. anyway, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, I wasn't aware that they also did investments in this piece of news you put out says that they are hopping on the train with you. Yeah, so um, we've established a really close working relationship with GSR. Uh, we see them as the leading uh, digital asset ecosystem um, and financial services company out there that does trading and market making. Um, they, they have a ton of expe uh, experience in the space. Uh, their backgrounds go around from Goldman Sachs and uh, they've been an awesome team to work with. And when we um, came up with the idea of Lattice, uh, they became really interested. And I think this really marks, um, they, they became interested because one of our experience in working together, but um, you know, they'd been monitoring the space, like a lot of institution, institutional funds out there and professional sophisticated investors a lot of people hold off in the beginning. They want to see if the hype, if the hype is real, where's the value there? You don't totally jump on the train. Uh, and so we've been able to build that trust with GSR 
uh, and their entire founding team is very close to where um, I, I don't think they traditionally do uh, investments, but I think that's kind of why this is kind of a special uh, deal is that they see something in here. They, you know, they see that our, our professional acumen is driving uh, um, uh, the space forward because it needs to expand in a meaningful way. So, so you're having, you have Lattice built on Constellation. It seems to me like that's, that's a much cooler way of doing things than like maybe Binance did. Like Binance is like the, the way they sort of set it up and like, and then they have the BNB token and look at them. They've, they're, they're huge. This is just one thing you can build on top of your protocol. And so how is the DAG token used? Is there going to be some sort of Binancey type things within the exchange that can get that 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 can that can help bring mass adoption or bring more users over to it? What's that unique proposition of Lattice over some of these other exchanges? Yeah, well, Travis, I'll, I'll kind of break this down in, in a couple of ways. Um, you know, Binance is a, a centralized exchange, right? They're they're really not their own protocol, so to speak. So, I mean, they're not. Um, and Constellation is more akin to like like we said, an evolution of Ethereum, mm. um, which is Ethereum is an ecosystem. Any developer can go out and build right, right. a smart contract. They can use the public network or they can deploy a smart contract in a private setting. Um, and, uh, you know, you buy ETH to pay for gas fees and so forth. So uh, Lattice kind of is the show showpiece of of how to build an end-to-end business on top of Constellation, something that is truly scalable and can really kind of go beyond just a simple uh, product iteration. Um, so, so us kind of doing Lattice is like, um, it, it Constellation is kind of an operating system, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're kind of like, you could say like the Microsoft, right? And yeah. Microsoft sits around and they go, hey, by the way, we got this cool place to build on. Uh, and developer goes, uh, what do you want us to build? And they're like, oh, you could do all this cool stuff. And But until you kind of set the precedent and set the example, it's really hard. So yeah, think yeah. of it as like Microsoft building Excel. Uh, you know, Constellations building Lattice is like the first application that will give kind of the roadmap for how to build on top of. Uh, so devil's advocate here. So you guys are building Lattice. Let's say some developer group was like, you know what? I want to build some, another exchange that's even more badass. And I'm going to use Constellation to do it. Like they could. Go for it. I would, I, would, I would love it. I mean, like it only helps the ecosystem then, right? You've got more utility on DAG. You have new use cases. Um, you know, we're hoping that that will incite people to come in and create like competition. I think competition's a great thing. It, it drives innovation yeah, and yeah. utility. So, and all of that is just like about creating more uh, more emphasis on, on using DAG at the end of the day. Lattice has that component built into it. People will be able to take their DAG, stake it, and earn um, governance tokens or LTX tokens on top of uh, of Lattice. Mm. So there's there's some really fascinating things, and we're hoping that there will be iterations of uh, of De- DeFi on Constellation because it's set up right because it has no transaction fees built in the base layer. We're hoping that more people go, hey, we want to build a competitor what they did at Lattice or connect that to real world uh, dynamics. And since there are no transaction fees and and that eliminates a lot of sort of friction for folks. And so basically the money, the, the money or the monetary is is just the DAG token. You guys make your money through that. You don't have you're not selling stuff on your platform. You're just basically right. the value of your protocol goes up and the tokens go up as more people use it because 
more people are using it, I guess. It's, it's an interesting economic model. Yeah, it's, it makes a lot of people scratch their heads. I mean, even at the core of when we were building this, it was like, well, you know, what's our token model? How do, you know, how do we drive value? Well, well, that becomes on, on the layer two, right? We're layer one. So you want to create that economic flexibility to build any sort of, uh, any sort of use case because uh, that's going to attract people to, to build it. They can add that component in it, have that flexibility, and then offer a, a competitive advantage to something else. So interesting. So lattice.exchange, and no, it's not lettuce, gang. So, you know, if you're getting hungry again, you can go to uh, Ben's restaurant, but lattice, <laughs> L-A-T-T-I-C-E dot exchange. Uh, there's a lot of info there. When does the exchange launch? Yeah, the, the exchange uh, we're launching on October 28th, 2020, we're launching our uh, demo. So we'll be able to demonstrate what the, the kind of first phase of our deployment it looks like and how it will function. Uh, and then a few weeks after that, so somewhere in mid uh, to late November, we actually will launch full functionality around um, our phase one uh, of Lattice. And then uh, watch out for Q1 2020. Uh, 2021, where we'll, we'll be uh, featuring cross-chain interoperability between DAG and the Ethereum ecosystem. And that's Watch out, 2021. <laughs> Watch out. Look how gang incoming 2020. Man, I hope it's better in 2020. I'm telling you. God, don't we all? But, you know, I think I, I would love to kind of say that I think that one of the big things here is that it's not an either or that needs to happen in this DeFi space. It in order for DeFi and decentralized finance to, to expand, we have to expand to other ecosystems or else we're just trading money in the same ecosystem. And that never works out for anybody. So the more we can attract people to a new ecosystem like Constellation, we start to expand the pie and we start to build out the potential for the entire space uh, and not kind of worry about the implications of simply kind of working in one ecosystem. Hmm. You know, I, I tell you, I'm over here looking at, at Coin Gecko and looking at the DAG token right here. Uh, market cap of 71 million. You guys have been around since what, 2017, 2018? We launched our token in 2018. 2018. And here you are now about to launch a major DeFi thing. <laughs> wow. It looks to me, I've seen the, you know, the guys that are on your team over there and the stuff you guys are doing and the partnerships you guys are making over there. And seventy-one million dollar market cap right now. Uh, it seems like there's some there's some ways that could potentially go very nicely. So good luck on that. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. And you know, we look at some of the competition out there and the other ecosystems play. And I think we're a really humble team. But I'll tell you, working with you know a myriad of agencies in the government, we never come across those competitor names. So we know that we're we're one of the household names in the the U.S. government. Uh, which is a huge validation on, on the technology and what we've built in the team. You know what I always said? One of the things we said long ago, I'm just going to say this because it's, it's, it's interesting, Mr. Joe Com. The Department of Defense needs some damn blockchain. Let's track some spending over there. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I want to know who's who's paying for the $500 toilet, right? The, the <laughs> toilet or whatever, and the $500 yeah. hammer. And, yeah. Well, 
you know, you guys are going to be launching your soon in beta and uh, we're really fascinated with what you're doing again, which is why we uh, we opted to, to work with you. And of course, we encourage our audience to do your own due diligence, gang, just because Travis and I are involved. That doesn't mean, oh, I need to do this. It means you need to go do your research. You need to go to Lattice.Exchange. And, and Ben, what are some of the uh, sites and social profiles that people can go to to do their own research? Yeah, I mean, constellationnetwork.io is Constellation's kind of homepage, uh, lattice.exchange. Uh, we're on Twitter, um, Constellation Labs, I think is the, the actual uh, handle. Um, we're also on Telegram, so is Lattice. Um, you know, it, on the website, you can dig in, you can see the many consortiums we're a part of. We're part of Space Isaac, which is the first a space consortium that's dedicated to identifying threat vectors in space with Lockheed Martin and aerospace. We're part of Moby, the mobility consortia. Um, and we've got some really fascinating things coming out for the developer ecosystem and crypto. So. Most excellent. Well, we wish you well and uh, encourage you guys to do the research. Go check out the show notes for this episode and you'll see links to all the things that we are discussing here is badco.in forward slash 455. Learn more about Ben, Constellation and Lattice uh, Network and also to learn more about Ben's uh, restaurant. So if people want to come to your place out there, what's the address and the name and the address in San Francisco? Yeah, it's called Gozu. Uh, we're out right on Spear and, and Howard, right by the Embarcadero. And uh, we also have a Wagyu meat distribution company called A5Meats.com. You can order Wagyu right to your door. Uh, Do you have to step over any needles or poop to get to your place? No, not. We are on this like random street that has like beautiful trees and nice. um, people with sticks kind of shooing everybody away. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, yeah. That's part. I think that should be part of the marketing in San Francisco, a needle and poop free zone. Yeah. I mean, like we beat people away with sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Yeah. You guys are great. Thank you for the time and, and the great interview. Thank you. How about that? that very fascinating stuff going on over there at Lattice and Constellation Network. I don't know if you guys have, have taken a look at what Constellation has done and the, the way their project's being built out and all the developers and whatnot they got going over there. Uh, fascinating project. And I, I'll say we're very excited to be working with them. I think that we're going to hear a lot more about them in the future just because they're working on doing great stuff. I think it's really fascinating to me that they're working with GSR. And um, yeah, uh, we see a lot of promise here. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Of course, lots more great content coming your way soon here from the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. We'll catch you guys on the next go around. Make sure that you are subscribed. Please review. Go to iTunes or wherever it is that you listen. Maybe you listen on Amazon Podcasts now. That's that's fine too. We don't care where you're coming from in the world or where we you have to download us to get us into your ear holes. We're grateful that you're there and we're just going to ask you to stay back. Who's that? The Bad 
Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Doesn't matter what you call us. Like my mom used to say, just make sure to call us for dinner. That's all that matters. You don't have to include that at all because it's irrelevant. So just end it after Joe said stay bad. It's a, uh... It's it's a um, a large mammal that doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. That's good. Yeah, All right. I don't know. It's not. Thank you, Lord Joel. Okay. You're the bestest. It's okay. All right. You're Lord. the second best Lord that I know. <laughs> Behind you. Behind me and and the other Lord Jesus. <laughs> so third. We need a third. <clears throat> <laughs>